Two out of three Australians will get skin cancer in their lifetime. Australia and New Zealand are number one and two in the world in terms of skin cancers per capita. When identified early, a skin cancer is low risk and low cost to address. If it's detected late, though, it has a higher chance of mortality and costs the healthcare system much more in treatment. In the past few years, all of our routine health checks have pretty much gone out the window. So how many skin cancers are currently on people right now and they didn't know it? And when was the last time you had a skin check? So the traditional process of a skin check is pretty much as it sounds. You go into a clinic and you strip down and the clinician looks at all the spots on your body and identifies any areas of concern. But there's a lot of messiness and vagueness in that process, both for a patient and for the clinician. So there's an opportunity for technology to improve the way it works to help stop unnecessary deaths due to skin cancers that go undetected. Well, with me today is someone trying to do just this, Dr. Phil Tong from Dermscreen. And in this episode, we talk about digitizing the skin check workflow, using technology to address shortages of specialists, and improving affordability and accessibility so more patients can access the care they need. Collaboration starts with a conversation, Team Health Tech. Well, let's make it happen. This is Talking Health Tech with me, Peter Birch, featuring content and community about technology in healthcare. With me today is Dr. Phil Tong from Dermscreen. Phil's an Australian dermatologist who's embracing digital technologies, artificial intelligence, and the web. His vision is to improve healthcare access to dermatologists around Australia, including rural and remote communities. Hey, Phil, how are you going? Great to be here, Pete. Thank you for having me. Good to have you on the show. Great to have a chat and do this in the form of a podcast episode. So it's a a topic that is near and dear to my heart for a few reasons and such an important one for uh, anyone, but particularly, you know, we have a lot of Australians and New Zealanders listening to this podcast. So we're going to dive into the topic a little bit more. But firstly, introduce yourself a bit more. Give us a bit more context uh, about you and what you do. Of course. So, Pete, I'm a practicing Australian trained dermatologist here in Sydney, and I qualified a few years ago now. But my early training began at the university in the lab. And what I found that was that um, translating ideas and discoveries in that setting took a very long time to make it into clinical practice. One of the early days of my training in research was imaging. And I've really taken this to the next level when it comes to the platform that I've created called Dermscreen and how it champions imaging, particularly digital imaging, with relation to skin cancer and skin checks. Mm. So during my training, I've realized that as dermatologists, there are very few of us. It takes quite a long time for us to be trained, some 10, some 15 years. And once we finish, we get very busy because there's just so much demand for our services. The problem is, is that there's not enough of us and not enough of us around, particularly in rural and remote areas, to cater for the need of all Australians. So this is how I came up with the idea of Dermscreen to see how we can use digital technology to solve some of healthcare's biggest problems. Got it. And so talk to me a bit more about then what that looks like using that technology to solve some of these tricky problems. So we've been very fortunate to partner with a number of our technology and strategic partners. One of them includes MetaOptima to develop a transformative platform allowing 
healthcare professionals like GPs and nurses to be able to take photographs and take a short clinical history of lesions of concern. They can then send it to us and be reviewed by a derm screen dermatologist, whereby through telehealth, we can actually give an opinion back to the healthcare professional within 48 hours. And this really shortens that lag time, if you like, from having a patient seen by a GP, you know, referred to a dermatologist, mm. having to wait to see a dermatologist and then getting an opinion and then subsequent treatment if it's necessary. So we here at Dermscreen want to compress that time such that we enable more equitable access to dermatological services where necessary. And more importantly, synchronizing the need of care. So for example, when a skin cancer needs to be removed with the urgency of care as well. And that's really, really critical for us to synchronize that demand for clinical services and the delivery of those clinical services. Yeah. And because what would that look like then, if not for this service then? So you go to your GP, say you had a, a mole and you were not sure if it looked okay or not. And your GP had a look and kind of goes, well, it looks suspicious. <laughs> like, so maybe you should go see somebody else. But like you say, there's, there's a bit of a wait list for dermatologists. And plus it's also that whole referral process is a bit convoluted as well. Absolutely, Pete. There are a number of companies trying to address this, ranging from companies trying to address the faxing issue to companies trying to champion digital referrals. Here at Dermscreen, we feel that this entire referral pathway needs to be disrupted. No longer should you actually have to wait to see a dermatologist. You can actually have a, a virtual or digital dermatologist in the palms of your hands of your GP. And this is what we want to do for the patients in our community. I like the sound of it too, in that it's not like you're spinning up this app that anyone can download off the app store and then send a picture of a mole randomly and then get some kind of anonymous, you know, response back. This is working with someone's, you know, trusted GP. And then when they need that kind of second opinion, then they're working in collaboration with the GP to get that consultation or that second advice, I guess, from the dermatologist who sees a lot more skin cancers, let's say, and can, can help out that way. Spot on, Pete. There has been examples of similar healthcare initiatives overseas whereby general practitioners have received consultative advice, whether it's on the phone or through video conferencing with specialists. And that's been able to save the healthcare, both at a federal and state level, quite a considerable amount of money, whereby we can actually address problems at the point of care with the general practitioner and save, for example, hospital visits or uh, specialist referrals that may not have needed to come to a specialist in the first place. Mm. How have you found the uptake of it? Because, you know, I think from a GP's perspective, depending on where they're working, GPs are pretty busy. I mean, we're all busy, but from a, it can feel like quite easy to just say, well, I'm going to, like a GP sometimes feels like they're just, just palming off referrals. They're right and how quickly they can get through and see this patient get to the next one. So, you know, it sounds like if they're going to then be referring them through a platform, you want to make sure it's, you know, value adding and not taking up more time unnecessarily. How have you found it in practice? That's a really great question, Pete. And through our customer discovery, we've realized that we need to work with the general practitioner and the practice nurse, for example, to make sure that this is a value add to the clinic. So what we've come to realize is that there is a persona of GP that really does value Dermscreen. And that's the motivated GP that wants to be able to look after the patient and keep the patient within their practice, obviously safely and want to do so safely. 
And it's really interesting in continuing medical education. They actually feel that the reports they receive from Dermscreen helps to empower them to look after their patients and thereby they're actually learning on the run. And because they're actually responsible and taking charge of the consultation, for example, the patient that's in front of them, they're actually remembering some of the management strategies for that particular patient or their patient Mm. so that they actually can use that for future reference as well. So general practitioners are actually getting better at dermatology through the Dermstream platform. I was thinking that too, you know, it becomes something that's skilling up the capability of a GP, depending on where GPs are located, you know, if they're up in Queensland or like pretty much anywhere in Australia, there's, you know, GPs will see a lot of skin cancers. But yeah, if they're seeing more and more, they wouldn't want to necessarily refer out 10 or 12, you know, referrals to a dermatologist a day because that's just not sustainable. And in Australia, we've got this unique model where GPs do a lot of skin checks because they just have to, because that's the risk that we run. So having that tool there is not just a, you know, a faster referral path, it's then giving that capability back to GPs to then essentially learn from those referrals and then build a capability onwards. And it's really recognizing the integral role that general practitioners play in the healthcare landscape when it comes to skin cancer. Medicare and the people involved in policy recognize that GPs are the primary caregivers with relation to the diagnosis and management of skin cancers. And it's only when they feel that their expertise requires the additional assistance of a specialist, whether it's a surgeon or a dermatologist, that's when a referral needs to be activated. Pete, the unfortunate thing is, is that there's so much to learn in general practice (laughs) training that the emphasis on dermatology may only represent you know, a small part of their overall training in general practice. And it's only those general practitioners that are interested in taking on more skin work, they then go and do extra qualifications and courses and so forth. Now, here at Dermscreen, we're trying to make this a level playing field such that all GPs can actually potentially be involved in skin checks, whether they routinely do surgery or not, or whether they've done these skin cancers courses or not, thereby just lowering that barrier to entry to be able to become more skilled in managing the patient in front of you with relation to skin cancer or lesions of suspicion. Thinking then about how the model actually works, you know, you're working on the referral from the GP and receiving images from patients, like of those patients, I should say. So is it a setup that you have directly with the GPs and then get it set up that way? Or is there a direct-to-patient model that you have with Dermscream? How does it work? And I guess, who's the customer? That's a really good question. So ultimately, the clinic is the customer. The clinic needs to see value and want to take on, I guess, skin cancer and skin cancer checks as part of its value proposition and clinic offering. You'll see on many clinics, you know, women's health, immunizations, and skin checks is one of them. So we enable practices, particularly those practices that may not have a dedicated skin cancer GP to yeah. actually now, you know, be able to actually take on skin cancer work through the support of Dermscreen. So ultimately, we allow GPs to care for their patients through this platform. And so you're receiving the images as a dermatologist then and then making a recommendation or even a diagnosis based on that. How often is it that you can make a diagnosis of just a really big picture of a, of a lesion? <laughs> To to actually answer the second half of the question that you asked before, we actually supply hardware and software to the clinic so that the images that they send are standardized and of high quality. That's to ensure that our derm screen dermatologists have the highest possible quality images to be able to make an accurate assessment. You know, sometimes whether if the patient moves, for example, we will actually go back to the clinic and say, could you take another photograph? There appears to be some artifact, but 
often that's not the case with the training that our staff provides to the clinic. And this is where you can actually get the practice nurse involved. And this is where we saw in COVID where the practice nurse was so integral with, for example, the delivery of immunizations, where in this setting, the practice nurse can be involved in taking of the photographs, thereby the GP doesn't feel, and particularly the time poor GP doesn't have to feel that they have to actually take the photograph themselves. They just have to tell the practice nurse. If you've been kicking around this industry a bit like me, or maybe even you're brand new to digital health, you've probably worked out that health tech is not an individual sport. Whatever you're trying to achieve, whether you're delivering healthcare for patients, or you're building health technology, or perhaps you're helping deploy solutions across health systems, you need a tribe, a community of like-minded individuals who just get it that if we're going to transform healthcare, then technology is going to play a huge part in it. So to learn and connect about health tech and level up your game, consider joining our THT Plus membership community. We've got options for every stage of growth, whether you're a solo individual or a startup or scale-up company. As an individual, you get access to our exclusive community forum, you get a warm intro to two other members from me each month, you get free access to our quarterly virtual summits and a bunch of other exclusive goodies. Companies can bring team members into the community, plus you get a presence on our website as a THT Plus member, you can post content like news events and jobs, and of course we love to showcase our members, so when you join as a company THT Plus member, you'll get to appear on this podcast with your very own episode. This podcast is made possible through the support of our members, it's literally the heart of everything we do, so consider joining as a THT Plus member, you can join anytime. Online, just go to talkinghealthtech.com slash THT plus. Who will be appropriately trained to be able to take that photograph both a bit further away and then one up close, particularly with that special attachment that we have on our hardware devices. I know as well, like in a lot of GP clinics around Australia that, you know, there's a few issues that get addressed there with that scenario that you painted where, like you mentioned, GP is really busy, but also there are really good practice nurses working within GP clinics that end up doing tasks that are well below the capability that they have. And so doing something like assisting in collecting images or helping with, for example, in the skin check process, taking pictures to then have that presented, that's a really good use case. And it's interesting work for practice nurses that then just justifies the investment for a clinic owner and having that the nurse there because patients often sometimes prefer speaking to the nurse than a doctor or get additional information there. So having that workflow worked out in terms of skin check is really important and utilizing people like melanographers or nurses is, is going to be pretty important. It's not always the GP that needs to sit there and take the image and run the whole thing from start to finish. Too true, Pete. Um, healthcare, particularly with relation to skin cancer management, I believe is a collaborative process and having involvement from a melanographer or a specially trained nurse that has been involved in skin checks. So we're seeing a lot of that coming out as a new career pathway for nurses. We recently exhibited at the Australian Dermatology Nurses Association meeting here in New South Wales, and we had some great uptake from the local delegates being interested in seeing how they can work with Dermscreen to explore skin cancer checks as an alternate pathway. The problem is, is that as with GPs, the barrier to entry is very high, a lot of education required, but mm. having Dermscreen available as a backup and clinical decision support allows them to enter this space 
with, of course, with the appropriate training, but with that support required for them to feel comfortable doing their job as well. Yeah, got it. And so this episode will be released probably well-timed with Skin Cancer Action Week here in Australia as things are heating up. And I mean, there's always a risk of skin cancer in Australia, no matter the time of the year, but it's something that we need to be pretty cognizant of as individuals. So I'm going to expect that you're going to be pretty busy during this week coming up and then ongoing through the summer. Yeah. I mean, as we head into summer, it really is a trigger point for a lot of patients to get skin checks, whether it's before summer or at the end of summer. A lot of patients just want to be reassured about their skin. And it just happens to coincide that National Skin Cancer Action Week is in November and we've partnered with Skin Check Champions to help support and supply nurses to actually perform skin checks on Bondi Beach. So that's a really exciting partnership that we have with Scott Maggs at Skin Check Champions and we're really appreciative of the support that they give us as well as championing technology and how they feel technology does play a role in early detection and the fight against skin cancer. I think that's really cool. Like thinking about how technology can make a meaningful impact in healthcare. That's what we talk about all the time. And it doesn't necessarily mean that every single stakeholder needs to become a technological expert to be able to leverage the benefits. Like in that example where the tech and the people are powering the ability to do skin checks on Bondi Beach to anyone that wants to in a safe and private setting, that wouldn't have otherwise been able to, you know, be possible on scale, you know, without a system to be able to do that. So I think if we can think generally as a healthcare ecosystem about more ways that technology can essentially allow more people to be able to get access to stuff that either they wouldn't be able to or they wouldn't have thought to do like with skin checks you know particularly through COVID the last couple of years we've been told to you know only go out if absolutely necessary and it's you know there's probably a lot of catch-up that people need to do now in terms of those routine checks and skin is no exclusion from that. Absolutely. We see derm screen as an absolute bonus for the health consumer. They have an alternate pathway for accessing services through digital means. And then on the flip side, dermatologists now have an alternate way of practicing dermatology. Mm-hmm. Now, I think COVID has really taught us how, and for some practitioners, they just had to close shop as dermatologists because they couldn't see any other means of actually their work. Now, through DermScreen, we're actually allowing dermatologists who say, for example, have to be at home for certain periods of time or days to actually jump on the computer and log into DermScreen and do some reporting on some cases and thereby continue to support that demand for dermatology services through telehealth. And that's really exciting. Absolutely. What's also exciting is seeing, you know, some of the emerging technologies in spaces. Are you keeping across what's happening in the skin cancer space and some of the technologies, anything that's exciting you or is interesting that you've got your eye on? Well, here at DermScreen, we really champion the spot check examination with our hardware that's effectively the size of a tablet. Now, next year, we'll be very excited to announce we'll have a total body solution very, very soon so that we can actually scan the entire surface area of the body. Now, what we do know is that often the lesions that patients come in with isn't necessarily the lesion that we as the dermatologists worry about. Mm. It's only until we do a full skin examination, that's when we actually find this. And this is where this next iteration of DermScreen will transform into a total body digital skin check, which we hope will be well received by both doctors and consumers alike. Got it. And just Rounding out the conversation, then potentially if there are GPs that are interested in learning more about partnering with DermScreen, or even from a patient's perspective, something we can all do when we go in for our skin check that's probably overdue, in terms of making those recommendations to GPs about how to get more information about DermScreen, where should they go? 
just jump on our website, dermscreen.com.au and fill out our contact us form. Whether you're a consumer, a patient, a GP that's interested in partnering with us, fill in your details and we'll get back to you. Phil Lover, mate, we'll put the details in the show notes of this episode for people to check out and they can see some of those links and uh, some of the information we talked about today and also some of the resources we referred to. And I appreciate you coming on and having a chat and look forward to checking with you at some point later and see how things are progressing. Thank you so much. Love the chat. Thank you again, Pete. Before you go, just a reminder to jump over to our YouTube channel and subscribe and watch some episodes there. There are podcast episodes, summit sessions, and a bunch of other interesting content on our channel. You can just search Talking Health Tech in the YouTube app or click on the link in the show notes of your podcast player and it should just take you straight there. Thank you. For more content and community about technology and healthcare, visit talkinghealthtech.com.